one million dollars. Are we live? <laughs> Tonight in the podcast, we're talking about apparently how much land Bill Gates owns. <laughs> Lance and Lance is doing his terrible Doctor Evil impression. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Suicide Squad. David Ayers promises his cut was better. Avatar Way of Water, or as I like to call it, Slippery When Wet, passes a major Marvel movie milestone, Invincible Season 2 tease, and we review The Last of Us and that 90s show. Let's get it. It is Friday night in Phoenix, and your hot drop popped and locked into the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I am Lance. I am JP. Yeah, yeah what's good, fellas? What's the best on? damn podcast in the entire world. Nah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> nah. I'm in a Close weird you. mood. I feel like just laughing a lot. Hot drop popped and locked is, is <laughs> so much better. Dude, I have a proposal after driving to uh, the airport today. You Can we Lance build? Are, are you and Max are going to get married? <laughs> no. Max finally proposed? So instead of building a wall along Mexico, can we just build a wall around Arizona and keep everybody else out? Like um, escape from New York or escape from L.A.? <laughs> as long as I can I be on the other side of that tired. wall, because I don't want to live here anymore anyways, I'm down with that. Every person that was pissing me off on the road today had fucking alberta plates or nevada plates or fucking nebraska they're all from somewhere else hey, you leave get, the snowbirds alone they're good for the get economy, the right? fuck out <laughs> alberta for the economy canada. alberta canada from alberta yeah oh my god i thought you meant Al- albuquerque i was like in that new mexico that's not that far away no alberta <laughs> I was like, that was the crazy. furthest one I saw was Alberta, and and that's not the first one I've seen of Alberta. I've seen Rhode Island. I've seen New York. Someone drove their happy ass from Rhode Island to Arizona. You, you do know, know that fucking shit in desert you see like that has got to be the most boring drive. Don't you remember in the movie Falling Down how that police officer was moving to Arizona? And I think he let what the cat out of the movie? bag. And that was a what falling down, that? falling down with Michael Douglas when he was. I don't the, remember that. You never saw that movie. I don't Matt, you know what I'm talking about. Nope. He had the shaved head or like the the crew cut glasses. Michael Douglas. It was probably in the, in the 90s, and he lost his job and then lost his shit on the way to. He would pretend he was going to work every day just to keep things for his family, even though he's he was divorced, and he flipped shit that day. And he went throughout like L.A. and like pulled a gun on the McDonald's because they weren't serving breakfast after 1030 and all this shit. It was a crazy movie. And the cop who was following him, uh, Prendergast is his name in the movie, but he was in uh, uh, Days of Thunder, all kind of movies. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was moving to Arizona. Isn't the London Bridge in Arizona somewhere? Yeah. He was moving there, whatever that lake is. Lake... Winnipeg, Saki, or whatever. Robert Duvall? 
Yes, that's it. Sorry. Couldn't think of his name. I've never heard of this movie, bro. Great movie. My God, you got to watch that. It is, it is, it was just a good movie. A really good movie. Nobody wants to live here. Go away. And he sent everyone to you from that movie in the 90s. They said, oh, I, I love it here, man. I've lived in a lot of places. And if California was cheaper, I'd, pro- I'd probably live there. But Arizona's my next choice. I'm telling you, Pennsylvania's the best place to live. Best yeah. football team. Best hockey team. Best football team. Are they in the playoffs right now? No, nope. our teams are. <laughs> We're all losers when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of this movie, bro. I can't believe look, you guys didn't see. He looks like an accountant. I know that's what he did. He works for like a defense company. Yeah, he's got he's, the military cut and the white shirt and tie. He looks like he was a Geek Squad reject. He, he was look. He's like IBM looking guy that yeah. now would be Geek Squad, but back then he looked like he worked for IBM or some accountant. But he was. Uh, defense um contractor i'm gonna watch this i've never seen it it's an awesome movie michael douglas is great i mean it's his early work like wall street and you know later 90s work i guess but that was some of his best movies it was 90 i think that movie came out in 93 yeah 93 is what i'm looking at right now it's got a 7.6 out of 10 on imdb so it must be decent it was good i would recommend that I would recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Looks cool. I like I like rediscovering old movies. I told you a couple weeks ago I rewatched all the Fletches. 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 Or is it Fletch Eye? Is that plural for Fletch? What I hear is it sounds like you Bullshit. need a hobby there, Lance. <laughs> Bullshit. Um. Uh, yeah, I probably do. My hobby is watching old movies. <laughs> better movies to watch than the Fletch movies. Fletch movies I, are funny, dude. The sec, I we talked about this last week. I thought the second one was the funniest, but you said that was kind of racist. <laughs> I didn't really. Oh, catch the you on second that. one's the second one's racist is all. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. I didn't pick up on the racism of that show, but I just laughed my ass off. He's watch just it again. You watch it with the 2023 view. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about like and Blazing it, Saddles? Isn't that another one you can't oh, Blazing, watch? But Blazing Saddles is like racist by parody. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, but now knowing Chevy Chase and how he is and then watching that movie, like it seems less parody. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So like uh, in Blazing Saddles, was it the scene where um, Gene, uh, Gene Wilder uh he's like talking to the KKK and he brings out um, the mayor. No, the, the sheriff. What's his, it's, Oh, the sheriff. Um, I was meant the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, it's um, not Arsenio. Uh, what's, what's the Arsenio? Not Arsenio. What's the Richard, uh, <laughs> Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor. Isn't it Richard Pryor? That was, Bla- was in blazing saddles. Not Richard Pryor. I got to look it up now. Is Richard Pryor not in blazing saddles? Black sheriff, what it worked in Blazing Saddles. Cleavon Little was his name. What wasn't Richard Pryor in a Gene Wilder movie? He was, but that was Hear No Evil, See No Evil. Oh, okay. I'm just getting the two confused. Yep. But I'm pretty sure Blazing Saddles is the one where he brings the black sheriff to the KKK people and scares the living shit out of them. Yeah, 
I just yeah, said used the N word in that. So I mean, it was like, yeah. uh, but it's like it's kind of like uh, like Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey Jr. goes blackface, mm-hmm. and for some reason people are totally okay with it, but it's because it's parody of people going blackface. So it's like yeah, I always wonder why that never got flagged and and all that that he did. Yeah, that. I think it's I think it's in the it's in like the the parody aspect he's just a dude playing a dude dressed like another dude that's all like <laughs> that movie's great tropic thunder I've, I've seen parts of it i threw me off when tom cruise was looked like a like uh he's the molested. best part of tropic thunder i know i was like that's not tom cruise i'm like yes it is i'm like no it's with not. his vienna sausage fingers like he's oh, even got like Literally he's even got like prosthetics on his own face <laughs> <laughs> He's even got prosthetics on his hands, dude. That's how much that guy commits. Oh, hell yeah. Fletch and Flubber, dude, you can't compare the two. They're two different kinds of movies. Max says Flubber over Fletch. I can't even compare the two. Which is, what is Flubber? Flubber's Robert, Robin Williams, but it's like a kid's movie. It's like a family oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Fletch, Fletch is not. No. I wouldn't right. show that to my kids, not yet at least. Maybe the first, well, he's he bangs everyone in those movies. I don't know how he gets that. Much yeah, out. Flubber, Flubber is like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but Robin Williams. I would consider, I would compare Flubber more to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids rather than Fletch. Agreed. Yeah, Flubber's blasphemy. What does this show become? Yeah, blasphemy. I, I ruined it. <laughs> Flubber's trash. How dare you merge the oh. name of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? No, I'm just saying that they're the same kind of movie. No. They're almost beat for beat identical, too. Like, if you think about it. Jumanji, like Jumanji and um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids might be more similar than Flubber and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'm just saying of the, the audience that it's going for and the fact that they both feature scientists who fuck up. Mm. I feel you. I compared that because they both start with an F. Makes sense. Both movies suck. No, Fletch is funny, dude. Yeah. The new one's hilarious with uh what's his face? John Ham. John Ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that. I didn't even see that one come out, so I'll have to check that yeah, one out. Yeah, confess Fletch. Have you guys Aaron's seen- never heard of which movie? Flubber or Fletch? Probably both. I don't know. Fletch was a big oh, movie, Fletch. right, JP? You're you're a little bit older than me. Right? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah, it came out after your or, uh, Christmas or vacation. And so he was, you know, he had done a couple movies, and Fletch was another one of, he did a bunch, string of movies after SNL that put him on the map, and then they were all were hilarious. He just, he's a goof. Like late 80s, Fletch came out, right? Yep. No, it would yeah. be mid-80s. It was mid-80s. Fletch 2 was like late 80s. See, I was never a... Chevy Chase guy, other than Christmas Vacation, I was always a Tom Hanks guy. So, like, Big, The Burbs, Money Pit, that was my oh, rent. Dude, my the Three Amigos, I fucking love that movie. Oh, that was Steve Martin and Marty Short, dude, are, 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 uh, dude, I love them. That was my nickname, was El Guapo, for the longest time. Fletch came out the year I was born. 85? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, because Christmas Vacation came out in '89, so he—I uh, thought it was earlier than that. Was I thought it was '83 or '84? I think he was still doing SNL when he did Fletch. 
Because I'm pretty. Isn't it produced by Lauren Michaels? I don't know. Hmm. He did a couple other early movies back then, and then he hit it with Christmas. Well, probably Vacation was '83, and then Fletch was '85. So, and then Fletch Lives '87, '89, and Christmas Vacation. Clark Griswold. Yeah, Three Amigos is awesome. What's another Chevy Chase movie? Hot Tub Time uh, Machine. Is he in Hot Tub Time Machine? Yeah. He is. <laughs> he is. No, what's the one where he ate the uh, the lamb balls? Funny Farm. I don't see funny? remember that one. You see Funny Community. Farm? Him and- Community. Yeah, Community was good. Caddyshack. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So it was Caddyshack, Vacation, then Fletch. That was his string of three. No, Vacation was, yeah, Vacation came out in 83. Fletch is 85. Caddyshack was nine. It was eighty. Yeah. So that Caddyshack, was his, he was still in SNL. SNL. That was a string of three movies. Eighty six. And then Spies Like Us, which yeah, is yeah, was a big one. Yep. Yeah. That came out in eighty five. That came out the year I was born too. That's weird, man. I liked him more in uh, Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yeah. Cops and Robertsons. I remember, dude, we went and saw that at the drive-in movie theater. That came out in uh, 94. And there's a little bit of a... I was... see, 94, I was nine. And there's a scene where they're chasing after each other naked, and my parents were just, like, appalled. Because they took the entire family. Fletch Lives is bad, dude. It's bad. Fletch, I, I like. Fletch Lives is bad. Confess Fletch is, is better than the second Fletch one. Lives like is bad movie, because but... of the chain... The... Looking at it in today's eyes, back then it was funny. I like no, it. Dude, it got it got um, it it ended the franchise because because it didn't do well. I, know, I thought it was funny. I like from what I remember, award winning uh, movie Snow Day. Uh, <laughs> Last Action Hero, remember that one? Where Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in the real world. Yes. Yeah, I had the whole I had the soundtrack, so it was badass. No Green Day on it, but it was other than that, it was badass. It was ninety three. Green Day was brand freaking new then. Oh, I thought they were changing the world back then. They are changing the world. Uh, Spies like us is a great movie. Have you guys seen the the newest Three Stooges movie? Yes, it's from oh, it's bad. Oh my shit. god, that's hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. What? It's, it's so bad. bad. Oh, oh my god. gosh, it's so bad. I thought it was good. I'm a big Stooge fan, and, and I thought then some you of their should hate were, it. Well, I thought some of their skits with the the rock and the pail was that's just that's hilarious. I think the whole this the nun and you know I just thought overall it was a funny movie. I didn't say I didn't think it was going to win an award, but I thought they I thought it was pretty funny. And I've seen just oh. about every Stooges episode. Oof. Yeah, I, I watched I watched the Three Stooges with my dad, and my dad watched it with his dad, and my dad saw the new one and and was pissed. The only the only one that I think was faithful to like those old black and white shows to ever that I can think of that was like a total reboot was the Little Rascals. Didn't see that one. You didn't see the Little Rascals? No, I wasn't a fan of them. And their children. I, th- I think it's a little older than the Three Stooges. Yeah, I think I know. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I just 
I wasn't but the a little movie, rascal. The movie came out when I was a kid. Matt, you, you saw The Little Rascals, the original, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's kind of like a classic. I mean, my kids have seen it, and they love it. Hmm. But I don't I'm know. Impressed. Matt, so your daughter had a birthday party last weekend, right? She did, yes. So did you open my gift to her? What was your gift to her? It was... I've, I tried to find the most obnoxious toy I could. It's this thing. It's I think it's a cow. The, was a it the Linkamole? And you put blocks in it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then that was from you. Yeah. Look, we got a. I mean, none of her gifts, but I think one of them had tags, so we didn't know who they were from. No cards, no tags. So my my wife said, "Oh, I think this one is is from Pepperoni," and it was the Linkamole. So is that what it's called, a Linkamole? Yeah, Logan has a couple of those. They all like link together and they'll sing That's together. That's why and... in the store I picked it up and I pushed the button and every toy around it went fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> There's about like six or seven other toys that were all from this brand. I pushed a button on this one toy and all the other toys lit up and started talking. Yep, she has an owl and a beaver that are linkable. Linkable. Yep. Cool. So I got something Great. that was actually... That she's we know she's into. Yep, that she'll actually use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, but I picked it for the sole purpose. I thought it was fucking annoying. Oh. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I'm gonna get myself into Matt's fucking eardrums." <laughs> nah. I can my get brother. a set of drums that her aunt bought her. So well, that's my brother got my kids with a set of drums. So yeah, that's, that's you're not you, gonna. <laughs> that's little linkable to toy ain't gonna bother me none. <laughs> I never know. It's like Chinese water torture, right? Keep playing it and playing it and playing it. I'm uh I'm gonna get my son uh a uh, electric drum set next year, I think, for Christmas. Nice. And a pair of headphones like he's in uh Ant Man and the Lost. Yeah, but I want it I want it I want one too, so I can record with it. But uh electric is way easier. I don't have to mic it all up and do all that stuff. But I'm gonna get a good one. Like a like 1500 bucks i think i'll spend on it i just booked a cruise for september oh yeah went to ensenada on royal caribbean oh we're looking at doing a cruise for our honeymoon dude it's crazy so all my kids were free kids on royal caribbean kids 12 and under are free so my nice. entire trip i'm taking all seven of us my entire trip was 1600 bucks nice for two rooms yeah insane right mm-hmm. and that includes gratuity and food it's fucking wild how do you get you have to drive down to texas to get california Cal- oh, that's closer for you guys okay. yeah it's 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 in long beach so what long beach matt what eight hours yeah i, I have just, no idea i was just there over the, in november oh were you Mm-hmm. Aaron says acceptance Ensenada is late. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is my third or fourth time doing the Ensenada one. All the other times were the carnival, and I'll never do that again. But um, as far as taking all the kids, like it's and it's only four days. It's the shortest of the cruises, I think. We're looking but, at going on one that's like an eleven-day cruise, and it it leaves Florida and comes back to New York, and we're talking about. Hitting Jersey and going to the quick stop and secret stash and 
Oh, that's um, awesome. The Smod Castle and doing all that stuff in New Jersey and then flying back home. So I've it, never been it, in New York, well, so. Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife went a couple years before we got married and wants to go back. She says she loved it. But So you go from Florida to New York, and then you, you don't they don't take you back to Florida. Nope, they'd take us to New York, and then you, cool. we would fly out of New York. That's cool. So, yeah, Anna's been asking me to – she wants to go to New York again. Flights are just so fucking expensive. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – I flew in November, but it was the group trip that they they booked. I have no idea how much it costs, so um, I couldn't imagine. Was that for work? Uh, church trip. NCYC. NCYC. National Christian Youth Conference. Oh, National for your Catholic kids? Youth Conference. My two of my kids went. Myself, my mother-in-law, and my nephew. Oh, cool. And then thirteen other kids and priests and. Whatnot. yeah to certain places aaron but like i was looking for a flight i was just trying to see how much flights would cost to go to argentina right now it's like 2600 bucks round trip but yet you can fly to italy for like less than a grand i think really yeah i don't get it doesn't argentina sound closer to arizona than italy yeah <laughs> a lot closer yeah, I, I don't get it. But fuel costs so much. Like, my father-in-law just took him to the airport this morning. He flew into Montrose, uh, Colorado. So he has a layover in Denver, and then from Denver goes to Montrose. So he goes past Montrose and then back. And it was 260 bucks for one way. That just seems a little ridiculous to me. Colorado, a 10-hour drive. But I don't know. So we're talking about The Last of Us tonight and that 90s show. But first, we're going to get some geek news, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. 20 minutes seems long enough to talk about Chevy Chase and airline flights. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, before we start, there's a new documentary on Netflix I recommend everyone check out. It's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. It's fucking awesome. It is. <laughs> it's really that good. That dude is my new superhero. Kai. Well, I, I don't know about that since yeah. he murdered some dude, but, you know. Smash, yeah. smash, smash, and all that. It's fucking wild. It is. It's pretty crazy. Check it out. The other one I watched was on Peacock. It was uh, the Amber, the true story about the girl that about the alert that started, you know, the Amber alert. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. First up, geek news. We geek got news. Suicide Squad news. Do you want me to read it? The, you dude, read the hatchet it? kid was nuts. LOL. He was crazy. Suicide Squad writer David Ayers recently promised fans that his edit for the 2016 DC Extended Universe blockbuster was it a blockbuster? I don't know. Universe blockbuster was superior to the theatrical cut. 
responding to fans on Twitter, Zayers insi- uh, insisted that his vision of Suicide Squad was utterly re-engineered by DC Films and Warner Brothers Pictures during his post-production. The nature of the film was fundamentally changed, he tweeted. I'm looking you in the eyes and telling you this. My cut is vastly better. Ayers added that the difference between the cut of Suicide Squad and the cinemas and the so-called air cuts amounts to more than a couple of cut scenes uh, being added during reshoots. That's great, dude. That's awesome. That's like, you know, saying you, you caught a fish this big but having no proof. <laughs> like, really, nobody cares anymore. I saw the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, great, dude. Yeah. You know why? So you know why I included that picture of Joker on the top there? Why? Because that's proof that David Ayer's movie sucks. Yeah, no, he was an awesome Joker. No, he was oh terrible. fuck! <laughs> JP's going timeout. <laughs> terrible. No, that that picture right there. He could have been like as far as his portrayal, but the but the image that they that they put him in. I don't know how you say that. Like how they made him look is proof alone that David Ayer doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I, for one, hope they just put this whole Snyder universe to bed and we never talk about it again. I don't I don't understand why people are still going on and on and on about the Ayer's cut. Like, shit or get off the pot already. Like, it's not... Nobody cares. Your movie is forgot about, dude. James Gunn came out and redid Suicide Squad and gave us Peacemaker. And so you're... You're old news, bud. You are, you know, just not even in the conversation anymore. He's got to feel salty because just what? You're two-ply, bud. Five years later, somebody comes out with the same exact movie, calling it The Suicide Squad, uses Margot Robbie, and who's the, who's the, uh, the Joel Kinnaman? Yeah, I like him. And... What Viola Davis, and makes a much better movie. And Jai Courtney was in the second one too, right? You are spare parts, bud. Yeah, no one gives a fuck, dude. I mean, I just look at any time somebody says, "Oh, Justice League," like the Zack Snyder cut was awesome. So David, like, any time I hear this shit, I just bring up this picture because this picture shows you that no, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean. It is so fake, too, like fake hard. Like the teardrop on his fucking cheek is made to look like a J. That is some fucking Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, dude. And the cards on his neck. I mean, yeah, it's just dumb, man. It's just dumb. How can you fa- how can you go from Heath Ledger to this? I just don't get it. And why does everybody feel like they need to make Joker different like i feel like the joker movie went back to like that heath ledger kind of maniacal fucking shit show it's because like they're all trying to reinvent the wheel and if it ain't broke don't fix it like i don't understand what they're trying to do with the joker nowadays and trying to make him this like likable character he should never be a likable character he's demented he's twisted he is the opposite of batman he is the opposite of batman in every way shape or form and you know that's why they go together like yin and yang you can't have one without the other and it's just we're trying to turn him into like something he's not the joker movie was good yes the joker movie was good but i feel like it felt 
very much like like that Joker felt like the same breath as Heath Ledger's Joker. Do you get you understand what I mean? Yes, I understand what you kind mean. of the I don't know if I agree with that, but I see what you're saying. The sadistic, maniacal, fucking he's crazy more person. tame. He was more tame than Heath Ledger. Well, he's start he's starting out though. But like, but towards the end of the movie, you see him get even crazier. Yeah, but the thing of it is, is they're not connected universes, from what I, I guess. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's- I know that, but I'm saying like you can't say that was before he got to what Heath Ledger was because they're different universes. So that was just a different portrayal of an early Joker, but it didn't mean that he was going to become Heath Ledger or Jared Leto's. Yeah, version. that's not what I'm saying. Right. So, hey, I just so they're not. They're not. Jared Leto's is more like a fucking dollar store gangbanger than. Yeah. A Joker, like he's not. I'm just I'm just saying that the the Joaquin Phoenix and the Heath Ledger one, you can see a lot of similarities in the way they were portrayed. I'm not saying they're connected in any way. I'm just saying as far as the maniacalness, the fucking sadisticness, the craziness. And then you throw Jared Leto just seems so much further out in left field compared to those two characters. They're two different characters. They're two different universes. I mean, the next movie is going to be a fucking musical. Yeah, I'm not even looking forward to that. I really don't think it's going to be. I think you're getting. I think we're getting trolled. Well, why would they cast fucking Lady Gaga if she's not going to sing? I mean, Lady Gaga was in. Has been in a lot of movies. She didn't sung in. Did she sing in the um, Versace? Not Versace, but the Gucci. movie she was just in with Adam Driver, the Gucci movie, House of Gucci. I have no idea. I, don't I didn't it. see it, but I don't think she sang in it. I just think it's a. It's a different take that they're, you know, they're trying to get away from Margot Robbie and all that. It's a different take, and and I think she's going to nail the the role. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know. This Jared Leto, dude. When when he was, I'm trying to think. He came out with a movie where he was kind of like psycho, and I said, dude, Fight Club. No, it was after Fight Club. Because he's not in a lot of Fight Club, is he? I don't think he's in a lot Uh, of it. Who? Jared Leto. In Fight Club? Yeah. He's in Fight Club. But he's not in a lot of it. But I'm pretty sure he was in something. With Meatloaf? He was in Fight Club with Meatloaf? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Fight Club. Maybe I was... He must have played one of those, one of the minions of. Uh, um, it, it was it was like a like a like a substantial. He was role, Angel but, Face. He was Angel Face. Okay, yeah, it, it wasn't He's like. A... I mean, there's three main characters of that movie: Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and uh, uh, fuck, what's her, what's her name? Helena Bonham Carter. I don't know. I just like I said we we saw how well he played Morbius. Requiem for a Dream. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucked up movie. <laughs> Requiem for a one, Dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the one I saw, and I said, dude, he would pretty be pretty good as the Joker. And when they he, announced his casting, I was excited about it. And then they released that first image, and I said, oh no, this is going to be a shit show. He did a better job as the Joker <clears throat> in the extended scenes for the Justice League and the Snyder Cut. Than he did at in the Suicide Squad movie, but he doesn't look as fucking stupid. No, 
I mean, I, I think if you, when you have a character who's been done numerous times before going back to the sixties, James Gunn's approach of taking lesser known characters gives him no background for anyone to compare to. And that's, you know, they're for the majority of his characters, that's a huge benefit. So you take Jared Leto trying to redo Heath Ledger. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, should have won an award for what he did. And previously was Jack, you know, Jack Nicholas, Nicholson, Nicholas. I always in my head. Nicholson. Nicholson. Get it right. You did this it's last just, week. Jack Nick I know, I, is a golfer. <laughs> I know, but it's because, you have to give me like. I mean, in, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you just give me a way to remember that because I always will forget which is Nicholas or Nicholson. <laughs> so need something in my head to remember a tick. It's in the back. And the Justice League movie, he didn't have all the stupid tattoos. Yeah, they gave him long hair. He was in a straight jacket, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he had a, a straight jacket type thing on, yeah. But he also had like some kind of like bomb vest or bulletproof vest on with a bunch of cop badges around his neck. And but yeah, he had the long hair with the white face paint with the the big smile. And he looked more Joker-esque than he did in Suicide Squad. So more of the story is I don't care what David Ayer says. N- nobody cares about your movie anymore. And you're just trying to keep on rele- trying to keep relevancy on it. You've you said you're never going to release. We're never going to see the airs cut. So who cares? Move on. Nobody cares if it's so much better than what was released in the big screen. If you don't have an intention intend to release your cut, just shut up about it and move on with your life. Go make something else. Like it's just, I'm just so tired. I'm tired of these cuts in general. Like you did the movie once it bombed. Zack Snyder should have never got a Snyder cut. The only reason he did is because he had to leave the movie halfway through and you know they got somebody else to to finish it so he gets his stab at it but air is like your name is still on that that movie you didn't fight for your stuff and you let the the studio make changes and put out whatever they wanted so that's that's on you which and, by the way like if it was so much better i mean cuz we know Zack Snyder's <laughs> version wasn't finished and he left for extenuating circumstances, right? Involving his daughter and everything. Mm-hmm. But if David Ayer's cut was all finished and the executives saw it and said, no, this is shit, and they felt the need to change stuff, how you good was got, it? You went out and gotten Joss Whedon for Justice League because he did Avengers. And what did he give you? He gave you the DC version of Avengers because the Blue Justice League ass. movie is the same exact plot as Avengers. Yeah. Aliens come to Earth for a for a mystic cube, and that's all powerful. And it's the same plot as Transformers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't really thrilled with that one. I mean, I really wanted to see the Justice League on the screen and all those other characters, but I thought this is a complete ripoff of Avengers. You know, the uh, Age of not Age of Ultron, but the first Avengers movie. So, here's. Here's hoping for better DC movies. Yeah, like, I mean, if we're being honest, James Gunn's version was a, wasn't much better. It was better, but not by much. But at least like they made. I don't understand why Killer Croc looks like just a deformed dude in this instead of closer yeah. to like a crocodile, where they have King Shark is actually a shark and looks like a shark. You know, I just he's one of the best parts of the movie. And that's yeah. Rocky Balboa, isn't there? He doesn't say much. It's just hilarious how it's he's the best part. Just like yeah. Groot. 
Stick says I would have rather gotten super friends. <laughs> no, that's that's what's endearing about James Gunn version is that the characters are a lot more likable. Like, don't you feel like Joel Kinnaman's as a uh, was it Flag? What's Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is more likable in this movie than he was the first one. Yes. Oh yeah. And that's due to James Gunn writing. And then think you got King Shark, you got uh, Peacemaker. So he gave us Peacemaker. Joel Kinnaman, at the end of the movie, he he gets killed by uh, Peacemaker. And I was pissed because I was starting to like him. Yeah. And then the only person I liked in in Ayer's Suicide Squad is Harley Quinn because she was, I mean, she was the saving grace in a lot of the movies that she was featured in. And Margot Viola, Robbie. Viola Davis, too. I didn't care for Viola Davis. Oh, yeah, I liked her in both of them. But I liked Dante. Is it Dante? The dude in the wife beater in the middle of the poster. El, you mean Dia- El Diablo? Yeah. yeah he was yeah. awesome. But he was awesome. And then in this new movie, you have the Rat King. She rat was catcher. really... Rat Catcher. Rat she was catcher, really yeah. like... Rat King's Ninja Turtles, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rat Catcher. Uh, she's really likable. Everybody's pretty likable in this movie. And Margot Robbie fucking killed it in the new movie, too. Yeah, that her scene when she was uh, captured and got out of it and was knocking people down, it was pretty damn good. Yeah, that's the only part of uh, Birds of Prey that's any good is is her fight scenes. I never saw Birds of Prey. It's don't waste your time. I heard, I heard. I was just like, ah, oh, it's too bad. But uh, yeah, I can. I just want these movies to just be wiped from my memory. Honestly, we have a whole year left of DC movies. Yep, mm-hmm. which that is uh, that we'll be talking about those four DC movies later in the show after our uh, after our geek news. Next up, Avatar: Slippery Wind Wet continues sailing up all um, sailing up all the all time box office charts, surpassing Spider Man No Way Home, taking its set to net direct James Cameron his third two billion dollar film. Avatar sequel is now. The sixth highest grossing movie ever, setting over $1.928 billion in worldwide ticket sales to date. Reports of Variety, the figures eclipse No Way Home tally of $1.922 billion, helping Cameron's latest theatrical project to beat the Marvel Cinematic Universe film helmed by John Watts. The next uh, inevitable milestone will be seeing the sequel become a member of the $2 billion box office club and achievement Cameron's movie's has I can't see because the slide thing is twice previously. Twi- yeah, achieved twice go. previously. Yeah, the like so- slide. It's bad. Thing is right there. Whoops. Out of all the movies that he's come out with, this one's bad and it's boring and it's. I honestly think like Spider Man is a better movie, but I think some people see marvel and they're like oh i haven't seen any of the rest of them so i'm not like i think it has that working against it people think marvel like if you haven't seen them they're just not going to go see like for instance one of my agents was like hey man i went and saw that new spider-man movie that you kept talking about and i walked out about 40 minutes into it because i didn't understand what the hell was going on well yeah there's a shit ton of other movies that you fucking missed (laughs) you dumbass he doesn't watch any Marvel movies, but he likes Spider-Man 
went and saw this and didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, dude, there's been like this character has been in what six other movies previous to this, you know, but I think that's what, that's what the Marvel movies have working against them is that it does not appeal to everyone. It's hard to tell someone which movie out of the 20 some odd movies to start with. Uh huh. You know, I had a buddy during COVID. I, he's never seen Star Wars and didn't see any of the Marvel movies at the time. And I said, you need to watch Star Wars. He watched the first 20 minutes of A New Hope and said, this movie sucks. And he texted me and said, this was the worst movie decision you ever gave me. And I said, I know it's slow, but I said, that's just, it's a classic. I mean, it's a great movie. I said, you might as well just go watch Captain America, First Avenger, Iron Man. I said, you, that might be more up your, your alley. And he watched one of them. I forget which one he liked it, but... Some movies just, they don't, you know, if someone wasn't into it, they don't age well, or you can't just jump into a whole series like the Marvel Universe and thinks uh, a non-fan is gonna, gonna get it. In my humble opinion, I just don't know what all the hoopla is about James Cameron. I don't get it. He did Terminator. Yeah, but Terminator's not one of the three movies that hit that. No, but it still was a that you know it just. Yeah, T1 and T2 are awesome, but Avatar, Titanic, and Avatar 2. I mean, Titanic's the best of the three of those. I just don't think really? it's fair that he gets 13 years to make two movies, and he's like, oh, well, what I want to do is so advanced, i got to wait for the technology to catch up. And why do you still care? Like, why do you care about this world that he built from a movie from, you know, 18 years ago or whatever? It's just... 16 yeah, years ago who cares like i still haven't seen it i have no desire to see it i still stand by the fact that i'd rather be waterboarded than sit through four hours of that movie it's way <laughs> no too thanks. fucking long it, several times throughout the movie i turned to max and i'm like dude is this we got two hours left of this and nothing's <laughs> happened i actually it's had just... a guy tell me how great the movie was and then he admitted well i got up and lee and left two hours into it because i had other things to do that day but from what i saw from it was a great movie i was like well you didn't even finish it so how the hell do you even know it's a great movie and he missed the best part the end is the best part (laughs) when shit finally starts happening that's when it actually gets pretty good but the two hours leading into it fucking most boring shit i've ever seen he's like oh well these movies made a billion dollars so i guess i'm gonna be stuck making five more of them and so he sounds like he's upset about having to make more of them so then why? Why do it? Just end it. Nobody cares. Like nobody cared about the first Avatar movie till you announced the second one was coming. And then people were like, Well, I guess I gotta go back and watch the first one so I remember what happened in that and this movie that came out sixteen years ago. Like yeah. who cares? I don't I don't get it. Like sticks if you, you want to buying out theaters. Maybe. You you go you can go in the metaverse now and become one of these things go live your life like that instead of giving this dude four hours you know, your money in four hours of your life like good got, night these movies are terrible i got mad when he re-released the original avatar to beat out endgame for the highest grossing movie ever if i, I want to go watch fern gully i'll go watch you the realize that was disney Gully. it was disney 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 owns both <laughs> i didn't know that so maybe i didn't realize they own both of that Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like I don't know. I'm just saying, like well, go watch Fern Gully and save your t- yourself. Fern Gully's a better movie. Yeah, it's it's more funny too. Uh, yeah, Disney. One of their rides 
at Disney World. It's like Escape from Pandora or something like that. It's I thought that was Universal thing. Studios. No, it's Disney World. Okay. I don't remember it there. But but they were the first movie was produced by Fox and Disney bought Fox. Okay. So they the next own... one is gonna be called Avatar Six: Pandora, my ass, and call me Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. They're just way too fucking long, dude. They'd be way better if they were like that under two hour mark. Hour 45, man. That's... You could have four movies out of the two of them and it would have been much more enjoyable. Now, I think Deadpool has the new Deadpool has the opportunity to fucking blow this one out of the water. I think people are going to go ape shit for Hugh Jackman. I well, so. I take that back. It's going to be rated R, so probably not. Rated R. All the other. All the other Deadpool movies are rated R, and they did good. So. Yeah, but no, nowhere in this, no $2 billion. It's the highest grossing, grossing R-rated movie of all time, I believe. At least it was. I think it got beat out. What would have beat it out? I think, think we just had this conversation. Hey, Lance. What's a pirate's favorite letter? Uh, I don't know. What is it? What's a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know. What is it? What do pirates always say? Hey, Dad, fucking end your joke. <laughs> it doesn't work if you don't say it, jackass. I was trying to give you the punchline to your dad joke. I can't give you the punchline if you don't say it, jackass. What, you want me to say the punchline? No, I want you to tell me what the pirate's favorite letter it's is. R. No, the C be his first love. Yes, see? I fucking... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, what were we saying? Highest, highest grossing R-rated movie ever. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Roping movie, JP. I'm pretty sure it was Joker. Joker beat it out. Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, you weren't on the show, but we did talk about it before you were on the show. (laughs) Okay, I did. I you're gonna make me think that I was, you know, forgetting things, and I was getting old now. Dude, all these all these fucking JP's shows like I wasn't here, it doesn't count. All these shows fucking merge into each other, but I remember we had that conversation. Okay. Deadpool Deadpool 2 and Deadpool 1 are 2 and 3. And then Matrix Reloaded, which is That was R. Matrix Reloaded, yeah. That was the second one? The third one. Reloaded. Revolutions was the second one. Third one was I didn't realize that was our movie. I guess yeah. the first one was too, maybe I don't remember. Dude, the out of all these R-rated movies, Joker is the only one to cross a billion. I think that's inflation. If you did it for same similar dollars, Deadpool probably beats it out. No, because they came out a year after each other. Yeah, but inflation was higher than the year after. <laughs> what? 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 Dude, I can't give it to the Joker movie. I thought the Deadpool movie was much, much. much it's two hundred million dollar difference. It's not inflation. <laughs> The price of movie tickets went up, and so did popcorn. So, 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 Deadpool two was seven hundred eighty six million. Deadpool one was seven hundred eighty two million, and Joker was one million seventy four thousand. What was the first one? Joker. It was one million. So, what was the other one? Seven hundred one one billion. Oh, this is like the acreage talk. One billion seventy four million. Sorry, I said one million seventy four. That one billion seventy four million. The other one's seven hundred eighty-six thousand, then seven hundred eighty-two thousand. Matrix Reloaded, which you could make an argument for inflation because that came out 
13 years yeah. prior was 741,000. And then it. How much? 760,000 versus a billion? 786,000. Million. My name's Billion. Fuck. I'm good with, I'm good with numbers. <laughs> There's you a lot of fucking numbers on here, dude. <laughs> I know, what kind of? Well, are you looking at the smallest screen possible, or what? One billion seventy-four million. One billion dollars. One billion seventy-four million. Then seven hundred eighty-six million. Million. And seven hundred eighty-two million. <laughs> Fuck, dude. All right, you win. Joker was a higher-grossing movie, and it wasn't because of inflation. No, because they literally came out less than a year from each other. One was 2018. The next one was 2019. I still think James Cameron bought all the theaters for the Joker. That's why. <laughs> it's Todd Todd Phillips. <laughs> James Cameron's James involved. Cameron's not involved. <laughs> Deadpool 3 is going to beat it out. I truly think so. With Hugh Hell's Jackman yeah. coming back. Don't you think, Matt? Deadpool 3 is going to become the highest rated R, R-rated. Ugh. The highest grossing R-rated film ever. Maybe. But you see the disparity, right? Like Avatar is about to cross two billion. Joker barely got over one billion. Because it's rated R. So the audience pool is much smaller. Right. So oh. yeah. It's also Avatar is more sci-fi and not superhero. So it it also reaches a class of fans and moviegoers that s- superhero movies and comic book movies don't. <laughs> so. Well, who knows? It's, it's, uh, I don't like when the bad guys win and I like James Cameron, but the avatar movie should not be the highest grossing. And now there's a Joker for our rated. Tit- I'll make an argument. Titanic's pretty good. I don't think, I don't think you have I your did. first date on the, watching that movie. No, I like I Titanic. Did. I, I did. I, oh my god! I actually, saw movie, I saw the movie six times in the theaters. Jesus, actually, I did. <laughs> actually, I think I did go on a date to see that movie. Good lord! Six times. Six times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I that wa- good to see it six fucking times. I watched. I watched the Kate Winslet scene about six times. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the one. The times. one tit. The you, one you like the old lady in the beginning and the end, didn't you? That was your favorite part of that. Looking for her diamond. Isn't it? Isn't it that only one of her boobs are in it and it kept that PG thirteen rating? Isn't that if they no, put sure both, it would have been R rated. Uh uh-uh, uh. The picture blocks one of them. I'm telling you, I've seen that oh, scene that's a right. lot. Yeah. Yeah. They only show one, and because of that, it's able to keep its PG thirteen rating. I don't care. I just go for listening to the dude's head go twing. Off the boat as he, as I like it. that movie. I don't I think like it's. The, I don't think it should be the highest grossing movie of all time. But I think it's an argument can be given that it's one of his better movies. I think it signifies. I said this before. I think it signifies the time in '97 when that movie came out, and the Batman in 2008, which was the next one across a billion, or highest grossing signified the times of 2008 so i think that's why they did so well both were overall good movies i still think there was a better movie than than titanic that should have grossed more it's just you know what can you do listen jack she told jack she would never let go and she, she totally them. did 
She totally let him go. That's and then the- she went on and lived her life. Started boning other dudes. And he's fucking a f- and he's frozen pop. Yep, a popsicle at the bottom of the, the ocean. She oh. wouldn't let him on the door. There's plenty of room on her, on that door for both of them. But she was greedy. Did you see? Uh, did you see? I think it was MythBusters. Did that? Like they get the circumference of the door and everything, and like they tried to uh, break that myth. James Cameron said. James Cameron said that there's not. A, there was no way that there was enough room on the door for both of them. This is a lie. <laughs> yeah, for a short period of time, they could have laid on each other. That door wouldn't have sunk. Listen, I'm not I'm not trying to make the argument that No Way Home is the best movie of all time and it shouldn't be beat. But what I'm saying is out of all the movies that come out, Avatar is not the one to do it. Avatar is just not that good. No, but if, if you think about it, your favorite movie each year does not win an Academy Award or a Golden Globe. So just having the highest grossing doesn't make the movie that good to the vast audience. It just, it just means well, that that's why see it. Yeah. That's why they made that whole they made a new like award at the Oscars or something like that for like biggest. What was like? So black Panther could win an award. Like fan biggest fan movie or best fan movie or something like that. Oh, it's a good idea. Cause it, it doesn't always showcase the actual best movie, but it neither does, neither does grossing. So gross. It doesn't I, matter. I mean, I don't think it's gonna. It, it might win like best visual effects at the Oscars this year, um, but I don't think it's gonna win an Oscar for like best movie of the year. No, because the whale with Brendan Fraser is killing everybody right now. Uh, Max and I that? are gonna go see it tomorrow. I, I saw it. Is it it's awesome? It's a fucking, de- it's a fucking depressing ass movie. <laughs> oh yeah. The okay. fan favorite Oscar is what they're calling it. I guess. Or no, Brendan that's fan fucking, one. Brendan Fraser is really, really good in that movie, but it is a depressing ass movie. That's only in the, th- in the theaters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's doing a limited release. It'll be digital soon. It's. I think it's coming to Showtime, streaming. I think that's who got the the rights for it. I'm gonna but. be looking up. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I, I really wanted to see that one, so it's finally on. Best movie sticks. Is that a question you're asking? Best movie based on an existing IP that No Way Home. I don't understand what he's asking. I don't know, but I think End, I think Endgame's better than No Way Home. Yes, yeah. season six will be Cobra Kai's final season on Netflix. Netflix Damn. announced that the Karate Kid spinoff series is coming to an end making the upcoming sixth season of the show's swan song. While the release date for the final season was not announced, Netflix revealed on Twitter that it will be coming soon, teasing the biggest and baddest season of Cobra Kai yet. Series creator Josh Held and John Horwitz and Hayden Swasenberg also released a joint statement along with the announcement describing the end of Cobra Kai as bittersweet while thanking fans for their support. Um, recounting the world of the Karate Kid Universe has been our humble honor. They said making Cobra Kai has always, uh, sorry, has allowed us to join the same hallowed dojo once inhabited by the great Robert Mark Cameron, John Allison, and I can't read the names, Jerry, Jerry Weintraub, Weintraub, 
and all the amazing original cast members. It has also enabled us to play Sensei, expanding the original storyline and birthing a new generation of underdogs. We've never once taken this opportunity for granted. And it's just coming to an end in Netflix. That doesn't mean that it couldn't get picked up somewhere else and continue on. But it well, sounds I think like I think it was partly their decision. Yeah. Well, the another creator said that they had always wanted to have an ending. They always had an ending in mind for the series. They want to get to that ending. So it is nice that they're having an ending. Who knows if Hillary Swank is setting is set to return? Uh, I hope Jaden Smith shows up. Yeah, uh, just get everyone oh, yeah. in the crowd again. Jackie Chan. Sure, why not? But I mean, they are making another Karate Kid. I mean, making a new movie that's set in the Karate Kid universe. So, yeah, I think there's going to be lots of installments, like adjacent stories that have to be in the same. Like universe. the last Karate, the last Cobra Kai season was good, but you can tell that they're kind of treading water. You got that feeling that they were on borrowed time, so I'm not surprised that Netflix has canceled it because that's Netflix's MO. You cancel things. I'm surprised it even got six seasons. Yeah. I uh I think that But I think it's only because the first two were were not the were uh YouTube red. They weren't Netflix. So this follows Netflix's MO of three seasons, seasons and you're done. Or four seasons and you're done. Unless um, you're stranger things. Well, Stranger Things is kind of the series that started it all for him. I mean, next to Orange is the New Black. Yeah. I want it to end and then do it again in 20 years. <laughs> I think it's a perfect I think it's a perfect formula. Do it again in 20 years. And now uh, Robbie and uh, Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, do it again. Another 20 years. We all said, dude, when they announced Cobra Kai... I can't be the only one that said that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a stupid idea. Boy, was <laughs> I wrong. I don't remember. I didn't have YouTube Red, so I didn't I didn't watch it. But when it came on Netflix, I, I totally thought it was awesome. But I didn't poo-poo it when I heard it come out. I just wasn't into the YouTube Red or it didn't in that feed, I guess, to see about it. So. I when thought I it was YouTube funny. grasping at straws. <laughs> when I saw I the like, first season, I was like, I can't wait to watch the shit out of this. It was awesome. I heard it was good, but I was like, I don't have YouTube. How do you watch that? And they're like, oh, it's on YouTube Red. I'm like, oh, I'll have to get to that. So I like the Karate Kid, all of them. I mean, most of the movies pretty good. Yeah, I like the show a lot. I mean, I I went, I bought a t-shirt today, a Cobra Kai t-shirt. I have three of them. Yeah, I love it. It's a great show. And Johnny Lawrence has become... You know, he was the villain, and now he's the fan favorite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of a redemption arc. Yep. Kind of like RDJ. He should get yeah. an Academy Award just like RDJ or a Golden Globe. You know what's funny is, so like the whole premise of Cobra Kai, How I Met Your Mother has been making that joke like their entire series. Oh, no, yeah, he was in the in the Yeah, because Barney, Barney was always a huge uh, William Zapps. Zapska mm-hmm. fan or whatever. It was always saying how he's the hero of the show of the movie. And then they come out with the show based on the how I met your mother idea. Yeah. That's fan service right there. Yeah. Have well, you no, guys ever the, seen the how I met your mother idea was basically that Daniel Russo was the bad guy and Johnny Lawrence was 
was the good guy because Johnny, the Daniel LaRusso was always the one picking a fight, and Johnny Lawrence was the one who was defending himself. Always, which the game. show kind of does that. The show, the several times the show has kind of painted Danny LaRusso as a bad guy. What in the Cobra mm. Kai or the Cobra Kai? I don't think so. He's the one that wrote it. I don't think he wrote I don't it. think it. I don't think it pictures Daniel LaRusso to be be the bad guy really at all. But it shows a lot of flashback kids, maybe. But it shows a lot of flashback scenes that kind of paint Johnny Lawrence as the the hero. Yeah, because the show is supposed to be from Johnny's point of view. So you're getting the flashbacks the way that Johnny remembers them, and the way that Johnny interprets them. Yeah, but Johnny also thinks Danny Larusso is a bad guy. So you're kind of getting getting that perception. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. That's why why you're getting that perception is because it's from Johnny Lawrence's point of view. So you're getting things the way Johnny perceived them or sees them versus how where versus the Karate Kid movies was from Daniel LaRusso's point of view. So you're seeing it from LaRusso's point of view. So who's your favorite character of the kids on the show? Hawk. JP? Uh, I think Johnny Lawrence's kid. Uh, him and uh, Robbie, him and Peyton Liss. Oh, Peyton Liss, I can do. She's without. a smoke show in this, in oh, this yeah. series. Like, I heard she's an awful human being. <laughs> I met her, <laughs> I met her at a, she, an event. Uh, so she got her start. Uh, I have a friend that used to work. You remember they used to have in the mall like the talent agencies? Mm-hmm. Like they would just find kids and like mass sign them and like put them in yeah. commercials and stuff. So she got her start that way. And I, a friend of mine was like one of her representatives and just said, this girl came in like her shit don't stink. Like she just, nailed it on the Disney channel. So yeah, they got her on, on that show. The Jesse show, I think it is what it is. Hey, Jesse. Yeah. Hey, Jesse. Oh my gosh. Do you want to talk about a smoke show? The main character. Oh, the redhead. Yeah. Yeah. She was in insatiable. Yeah, there's a lot of them Disney had back then. So, yeah, Debbie Ryan. Debbie yes. Ryan. That oh just sounds gosh, like a porn dude. name. That sounds like a porn name. Debbie Ryan. She's be, hot. Debbie Ryder. That would be a better name. Oh, Jesus. She's married to the drummer of uh, that two-person band. What's her name? Green Day. No. <laughs> Green Day. Twenty-one Pilots. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> I have to ask a question before we move on to this. Have you guys ever ever seen the movie No Retreat, No Surrender? Uh-uh. Never saw no. that. Oh my gosh. It is a uh it was one of John Claude Van Damme's first movies. So if you got a chance, look it up. It's like a it's not a parody, but it's a movie that was inspired by Rocky and Karate Kid. And it's a cheesy in-between movie of those those two major movies at the time. And it's John Claude Van Damme. Bruce Lee, some guy who plays a uh, supposed to be Bruce Lee. It's a just an overall cheesy but good karate '80s movie. You'd, you'd probably like it. I think that's why, because I don't know if I've ever seen a Sean Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. He just annoys the shit out of me. Uh, between him and Kickboxer, and then Steven Seagal, those are the movies to watch in the '80s and '90s. I don't know if I've ever seen a Steven Seagal movie. Man, I mean, do you watch Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff? Still, I do. Club? Arnold doesn't annoy me, but Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme annoy the shit out of me. There's only two movies. Well, sorry, three movies I'll watch Arnold in. 
Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Kindergarten Cop. Commando. No. You don't like Predator? Meh. He's already in Predator, but Kindergarten Cop. Commando was awesome. You guys your daddy and what does he do? Yeah, it's not a Duma. It's not a it is not a Duma. I like a last action here. Mr. Kimball, are you all right? Your favorite but, uh, movie is Jingle Boys have way, penises, man. girls have vaginas. Mm-hmm. Did you see they re- they did a, a sequel to Kindergarten Cop with uh, Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. No, I like Arnold and I like uh, Sylvester Stallone. But Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme just never... I don't know. If you if you want a good martial arts movie, those two guys... In my Three Ninjas. Movie, they did them. Three That's I saw Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris, Farley. Chris Farley classic. That movie got that movie got fucking eviscerated when it came out, and now it's like become this like fan favorite. Yeah, it's a cult classic. Yeah, that movie flopped hard. Invincible season two. Prime Video teases the release of Invincible season two with a conversation between Steven Yen's Invincible and Seth Rogen's Alan the Alien. The video sees the, t- and the tutorial superhero Mark Grayson, Yen, and Alan the Alien in a burger mart as the two discuss what can be expected from Prime Series uh, next season. Along with Alan's dislike for pickles, the conversation revolves around the search for Eurytha and Grayson's busy schedule and preparing for Season 2. According to Grayson, this includes writing, designing, storyboarding, voice acting, key posting, in-betweening, cleaning up colors, slapping... Uh, comping the whole thing in all for the roughly thousands of shots. The scene also reveals that the season of Invincible will release sometime in late 2023, maybe. That's what it said. Late 2023, huh? Yeah. It's a pretty funny. Kids right now. It's pretty funny. Um, I love this show. Yeah, no, it's a great show. But I would say, like the little the little blurb right there is is pretty funny. Um, give me more Invincible now, please. Yeah, I like it. Aren't they doing a live action one? Supposedly, yeah. Listen, cool. if they don't have um, Jay, what the fuck's his name that plays um, uh, J. Joe Jameson, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, if J.K. Simmons doesn't play the live action Omni Man. I don't. I don't care. I think they should be. I think Steve Yoon should play Invincible. I don't know. I think John Hamm is probably going to end up being Omni Man. But yeah. it's a great show. I'm excited. Marvel Cinematic Universe's Blade reboot will start filming in May 2023, according to a new report. The report comes courtesy of the reputable scooper Daniel Rich- Richman and claims that the principal photography on the reboot will kick off on May 30th. It follows previous buzz that Blade will commence filming this summer with the source close to the production supposedly pointing to a July start date. That said, Marvel Studios has yet to publicly confirm when the Blade shoot will happen, which means that both of these reports should be teased and and taken with a pure grain of salt and a speculation right now. But Yeah, we'll see. Sorry, bro. All I have to say. Blade, Mahershala. you're all good. I gotta go uh, make sure my wife doesn't kill my kids. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> what I miss about Blade, I'm sorry. Uh, that they're just I'm saying out. that Blade might 
finally start filming later this summer. Okay. Tomb of Dra- get those Tomb of Dracula books ready. Sell, sell, sell. Sell, All sell, Dracula sell. stuff. Um, the classic 1993 television show Biker Mice from Mars is scheduled to return with a new toy line and animated series. According to Com- to Comic Book American Multimedia Company, Nacella has acquired the rights to Biker Mice from Mars franchise. Nacella is reportedly preparing to revive the IP within the next few months, with the company allegedly planning to release a new toy line and animated series to promote Biker Mice characters. Though a new project was confirmed, it remains unclear if the animated series will be a complete reboot of the franchise or a sequel to the original show. Biker Mice is the perfect way to start 2023 off with a Mars-based bang. Um, I was never really a big Biker Mice from Mars fan. Um, I haven't heard of it. I was more of a Street Sharks guy. But um, (laughs) I guess it just goes for that nostalgia that 90s nostalgia is hot right now. So everyone wants to remember a simple time. And for some reason, we remember the 90s being that simple time. And it just, um, it's like a, a race to reboot everything we can from the 90s. So why not Biker Mice from Mars? I don't remember that from the 90s. No? No, I, I, don't, I wasn't a huge cartoon person besides the uh, X-Men 97. Well, it would have just been the animated series at that point. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's but let us know in the comments below if you're excited for Biker Mice from Mars. It's kind of just whatever to me. I'm sure I know it has its fans out there, but it's not. Um, it's not something I'm super stoked about. How about maybe a remake of Beavis and Butthead? They've already done that. It's on Paramount Plus. Oh, well, good. And it was actually super good. I love the season, the last season, Beavis and Butthead. Um, something I'm super excited for, though, Apple TV has released its first promotional photo for Ted Lasso Season 3, teasing a tense new dr- uh, dynamic between the two of the series' main characters, along with an image Apple TV revealed that the series will be returning sometime in the spring of 2023. The promotional image features Ted Lasso's Jason Sudeikis staring down Nathan Shelley, uh, Ted's former assistant coach who left AFC Richmond in a heel turn at the end of season two, chasing fame and uh, grandeur, Nate accepted a head coaching opportunity from West Ham United. His new owner, Rupert Manon, who happens to be the ex-husband of AFC Richmond owner, Rebecca Walton. And uh, listen, <laughs> there's never been a character that I liked and then equally wanted, hated and wanted to die <laughs> than Nathan Shelley. Like, this this character has brought. It's hard for characters to bring out so mo- so much emotion for me, and stuff. Um, but Nathan Shelley did like I just hit if you his heel turn at the end of season two makes me want just makes me hate him so much. <laughs> like they did such a good job making you love this character and then just turning around and absolutely despising him. Talk about spitting in the face of someone who brought you up and. It's just, mm, my God, it, it just a lot of emotion rings true in this, but I'm super excited for more Ted Lasso. Uh, have you watched Ted Lasso, JP? I just got Apple Plus for Wick, uh, Spirited, and I we were looking for something to watch, and I started Ted Lasso, 
and my wife was like, no, we're going to have to sit and watch, like, um, what do you call it? Watch them all um, binge this. And I was like, okay, we can't today. So we turned it off and have not yet got back to watching it. But I've heard nothing but. Oh, you got to watch it. It's good so stuff good. I, I love Sudeikis. He just, he's hilarious. So I, I, I want to get this. Every couple of months, I rewatched the first two seasons. Like, I I really like this show. And then I was I just rewatched season one a few weeks ago, and I got to rewatch season two. But I can't wait for season three. It's it's such a good show. Yeah. I actually found it. I found the first season during COVID. Like, there's no, I, after I watched Tiger King and pretty much <laughs> got the achievement for completing Netflix, I got Apple Plus and watched the first season of uh of ted lasso and i started telling people my friends about it. i was like you should check out ted lasso it's really i didn't think i was gonna like it but it, i love this show yeah, so, you can't beat sudeikis and just uh i do want to see but there's so much to watch that's a problem you know i think i didn't i was i didn't watch game of thrones until covid so that that's eight season, a hundred episodes. I think that took up too much of my time to get into anything else, unfortunately, because that's all we really watched for that this summer or the winter of 2020 to 2021. So, well, I mean, what else were you going to do? I know, but I mean, there's no <laughs> time for anything else. I was like, I could have been watching, catching up on all kinds of stuff. We Cobra Kai was on YouTube red back then, I think, and was moving over to Netflix, Ted last. So there was plenty of stuff to, to watch, but I mean, shit, Game of Thrones was from 2011, right? So we were that far behind. <laughs> 100 I mean, episodes to watch. Ted Lasso is only two seasons, tw- you know, 10 episodes a piece of so 20 episodes. It's a uh, it's a quick you can binge watch season 1 pretty quickly. So. Yeah, we did you guys 13 13 reasons was the other thing we binged. Oh that yeah. Was, that was a long season. 13 reasons why? 13 reasons why. Yeah. So that, two that show, well, that was a show that never needed a se- a season two or three. No. no, season one was fantastic, but it never needed a season two or three. But can't wait for more. Ted Lasso just said that it's sad that it's supposedly going to be the final season, but maybe it'll be picked up by somebody else. No, they they originally intended it to only be three seasons because it. it well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but Sid. Ted Lasso and the last episode of the first season kind of lays out the direction of where they're going with this show. So it's a great show. One of my favorites to think it all spawned off of fucking commercial. Right. Really? Yeah. Ted Lasso was a character that, that Jason Sudeikis created for like a commercial. I don't know what for For the Olympics. For the Olympics, oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah, it's a commercial, and then it turned into this fucking phenomenon. It's great, like it's received like Emmys and shit. It's insane. Because it's it's a fantastic show. The writing in it is so good. It's almost a shame that it's on Apple TV because I think Apple TV is probably one of the prescri- subscription services that, or maybe it wasn't for the Olympics. Maybe it's for the Premier League because it's like, yeah, I think it was for the Premier League. But like oh, yeah, Apple like an, TV is like not a widely subscribed to a platform. No, it's not. No, it's one of the one of the most recent one I I got. So yeah, and it's the I think it's the cheapest. How much is Apple TV? Uh, I think it's like 
four ninety nine or six ninety nine. Five like that. bucks. That's fucking insane. I think that's what it is. But yeah. anyway, moving on here. Uh, Shorzy gets a season two. The Bulldogs are coming back for another season. Hulu has renewed Letter Kenny spinoff Shorzy for a second season, which will exclusively air on the streaming the streamer in the U.S. Hulu has announced that Shorzy will be returning for a sixth episode season two, although a premiere date has not been revealed at this time. Production on the Canadian series is set to begin in Sudbury this spring. Shorzy follows the foul-mouthed, chirp-serving, mother-loving fan-favorite character Shorzy Jared Kesso and the embattled Salisbury Blueberry Bulldogs as they continue their quest to never lose again. Which that already kind of ended in the first season when they lost at the end. So <laughs> I don't know what quests are going to be on to never lose again, but glad to see more short, more shorts to come back. Hopefully it was better than the last season of letter. Kenny. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, right. I hope that dude just doesn't stretch himself out so thin with all these spinoffs and shit. Like letter. Kenny was not that good this the last season and he's also writing shorzy like dude if you can't make sure your primary product is not you know firing at all cylinders like don't start writing other shit and now it's time where we review our shows And tonight we're going to kick it off by reviewing the first episode of a new HBO series, The Last of Us. Only one episode. I feel like they don't do that. Like these streaming services usually like give you like two or three off the bat. But it's it's showing live on HBO, so it's going to be one of Oh, is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. I thought there would be a second one on and I was I wasn't sure the the breakdown and you know, I was like gripped by the end of it, so I was like, "Damn, I I could watch another one right now." So yeah, me too. Really? I I thought it was I was bored. I was like, really? "Dude, I fucking loved it." Dude, you're the first person I've heard say that you, you I were bored. bored. I was, bored. I was I so into it this, for this part of the of our episode here. You enjoyed it, huh, JP? Oh yeah, and I didn't play the game at all. And I I like Pedro Pascal, and uh, he's basically playing the same roles he did in Mandalorian. Yeah, that way. The dude you know, doesn't so he, have a whole lot of range, does he? No, he plays the same thing and everything. <laughs> but I just thought the the whole aspect of the if we can get into it, the bac- the bacteria, the fungi was just like I was like, wow, that's a freaking intelligent way to to. to Do you know that's a real think, theory? Oh, I I, I look thinking back now, I'm like, yeah, it's very true. That's I I why did we not think of that? That's a real theory. As as I'm fucking scared the, now, of fungi. I won't eat another <laughs> mushroom in my life. The Earth's the Earth's temperature as it's rising, fungi is going to, you know, evolve to be able to go into humans, and then we're fucked. Then we lose, as he said. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that they got the dude from uh, Silicon Valley to be the TV show talk show host. Yeah, yeah, and the the guy from the Mummy was the uh, scientist, the fungi scientist. Oh, is that where I saw him from? Mm-hmm. Yep. I was going to say, I knew this dude from somewhere. 
Yeah, I I thought it was fantastic. Like I thought I was really nervous because my brother and Max saw it first, and they were saying how it kind of adds a lot of things, and I always get nervous when I hear that adding stuff because the the especially the first game. I mean, the story is so really rich add and like much of anything. It elaborates. It changes stuff like because instead of a car battery in the game, he's trying to get a weapons cache. Um, I mean, the stuff with his daughter, like the the first half hour was like shot for shot from the game. Like it gave his daughter a little bit more backstory, but like, and it, it did some race bending and and changed some things, but otherwise it was who do they shot for shot for from oh race uh, bending, not gender, yeah. no race. So I didn't um, like I said I, I saw. A breakdown of it today and they did it was verbatim like you said matt for the game but they add the scene in the beginning with the talk show thing like they elaborate on the fungi thing a little bit more yeah they, that's i mean that's they just added the the whole daughter scene was longer i mean the daughter scene takes up almost the entirety of that first episode which it I, it should have ended there it should have ended where she to, gets killed they have it was to, supposed to end Kelly. it was supposed to end whenever he that kid that they when they went 20 years in the future, 20 years to the present, and that kid came to Boston and with the green shoes, whenever he threw that kid into the fire, it was supposed to end there. To basically be the arc for the first movie of him holding his daughter, then him throwing that kid into the fire, like lifeless, like he could care less. Mm-hmm. As as burdened, as, as bad as he felt when the daughter was killed, he didn't care anymore when the that kid he threw into the fire. And it was supposed to end there. Which I thought, when it, when it came up, I thought that that kid was... I thought they were showing Ellie as a child. And then when they, when he shows up dead, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, just, I missed the I'm... fact that it turned red. I didn't see that the thing that the um, thing turned red so that he was infected. So I'm like, why did they just kill that kid? I thought this was just some fucked up government thing. that they I saw it people. turn red, but I thought that meant negative that he was yeah. okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's I missed him being right. I'm like, oh, they're just killing people randomly. Like, <laughs> this is this is the the bad government thing again. Just like um, the Handmaiden's Tale, I just I got that feeling whenever that happened that it was gonna be like Handmaiden's Tale, but it's not the case. Not totally. Like, I have no doubt that moving on that this show is going to get way better, and it's gonna be a punch to the gut. So get your feels ready because if it's gonna follow the game as closely as the first episode did. You're in for a roller coaster of emotions through the next uh, however many months. Because um, I think it goes up until March. Um, so, what is it like 10, 10 episodes? I think it's 10 that's, episodes. Yeah. That's Get ready typically for that. HBO Max. So, those but, of you um, that played the game, is it ruined because you know what's going to happen? Um, I mean, I don't think it's ruined, but. No, I mean, I mean, I mean certain things, if you, if you know the ending, it doesn't make it as pulse pounding. It's, you know, you, this is something I've been asking for for a long time. Like I've been asking for this to get adapted because I, out of every video game that I played, I feel like this has the most rich storyline. Um, I mean, the video game plays out like a movie, so I'm just happy to see it in live action. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I like it. I mean. It's definitely one of the better video game at. I mean, we're only one episode in, so I'm holding my reservations, right? 
I'm being I'm I'm having reservations about it, but it's out of the what I've seen, it's one of the best adaptations I've ever seen. I liked but, it, but like I said, I just thought it was the second half of it was was kind of boring and was definitely a slow burn. Like it just kind of seemed to drag after he throws the girl and after his daughter gets killed and he throws the girl in the pit. It just like the second half of the first episode just kind of seemed to drag. And I mean, I'm I think it doesn't ruin it for me because I'm excited to see it play out live action and see what they add and yeah. take from it. But I'm just like, oh, okay, the first episode was just kind of whatever. So they got to set the the tone. So so now what I will say is that I was not on board with either of these castings when they announced them. Pedro Pascal or Del, whatever her name is. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. I think uh, the girl does it like out of the little bit that you see of her as Ellie, she's throwing up middle fingers, telling people to fuck off, and all this other like it felt like Ellie. Uh, she's, yeah, I, she's from Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, she is. They both are. Mm-hmm. I like Pedro Pascal as Joel. Uh, I thought that was a good casting. Um, what I didn't think so at first, but seeing him play the role, I I liked it. I just I still don't like her as Ellie. It's just not not who I would have cast. But would you have cast yeah. Peyton this? No, <laughs> no. So they were. This was being adapted into a movie, and they had everybody's fan favorite, Caitlin Deaver. I think her name is. Beaver. That's who I would have. Yeah, but when it went yelling. to a TV show, she that she aged out of it. It was Caitlin Deaver and and somebody else. I don't remember who they said, but both both are fan choices. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay. From you know uh, who Caitlin Deaver is? Just looked her up. She's from um, Last Man Standing. The- but then you're type typecasting her because she's in Last Man Standing and Last of Us. I mean, it's kind of like the same. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the character is actually based off of um, Elliot Page. Yeah, Elliot Page. There was a lawsuit. Really? really? Yeah. So Elliot Page. What was her name before Elliot? Ellen. His name? Or no. Ellen. Um, Ellen yeah, Page. No. Yeah. Yeah, Ellen. Yeah, but Elliot Page was the character model. She was actually in another video game at the same time that The Last of Us came out, and sued the studio that made The Last of Us for using her likeness. She didn't get any money for it. Won that lawsuit, and they changed how she looks a little bit in the second one. So, up then. I didn't see. Yeah, see Last of Us, Ellen Page, Ellen Page. It just came right up. Yeah, I can see it now. It isn't that oh. close to sue someone over it. Oh, she won. But she won. But oh, it was the girl. the The other girl that they were looking at was uh, the girl from Logan. Oh, sticks or an N- NY um, Knicks. Would- yeah, which actually looks, which actually kind of looks more like her than than this girl does. Bella Ramsey is her name. 
What? I'm laughing at Cardi West. <laughs> she won a penis. <laughs> You're talking about Ellen Elliot Page winning the lawsuit. He said she won a penis. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it it follows its it typical zombie genre tropes where you see this outbreak happen and they're all trying to escape and and then it jumps there's the twenty year time jump to where now it's set in twenty thirteen and the it's been twenty years that this virus has been out there and now you're seeing this dystopian Boston and them navigating through the you know, it's 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 got a lot of similarities to The Walking Dead. It uh except for I, except for their zombies aren't really zombies, they're infected humans, they're still very much human and suffering inside, but the fungus has taken over and controlling them. Like a parasite. No. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the girl from Logan. I, I misspoke. It was the girl the other girl from Game of Thrones. Uh Maisie Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But. I saw something else. The thing I found that I thought was the thing I was looking for was actually a fan casting. But it was Caitlin Beaver and Maisie Williams. I'm down for more episodes from the show. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Just like I said, I felt like the second half of, of episode one was just kind of a slow burn. Now, are you looking forward to the episode when they're going to go to Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah. Be your favorite to go to yeah, it's in the game. Can't wait for them to go to Pittsburgh. See all the Steelers there. No, they're not zombies. Saving people like the Steelers do. <laughs> I think it's cool that they actually use some of those. I hear it's because all Steeler fans have no brain to infect, so that's why they're, <laughs> they're not infected. <laughs> that saves us. Sometimes it really saves mm-hmm. us when it comes to the apocalypse. How come you guys are infected? Roethlisberger, huck it, chug it, football. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh. Lance is deep in thought in there. Yeah, I was I was reading uh, I was reading that article I found earlier. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and another show that came hey, out this week. Did you watch any of this, JP? That 70s show, that 90s show no. aired, debuted on Netflix. Um, and it's quickly rising to the top of the mo- hottest or must watch shows on Netflix. Um, my personal opinion is, is very cringy. The acting by a lot of the characters in it is very, very cringy. No um, one's nearly as bad as the kit Ozzy. In the upper middle there. The gay kid. And it's not because he's gay. They could have put any... It could be a gay character. It's the kid. Like, there's something about... Like, the last scene of of the show, when he's like, Leia, come back. I was fed up with him at that point. You want to throw punch him. I don't like him. It follows Eric and Donna's... Uh, daughter Leia Foreman is comes to spend the summer in a point place with her grandmother and grandfather Red and Kitty, where she makes a new group of friends. Um, like I liked the second episode because it dealt with Kevin Smith and Clerks, 
<laughs> and she on her request to to rent clerks and that was cool but i just found a lot of the acting by a lot of the kids just very very cringy and there wasn't a, there was some 90s nostalgia references in there but not a lot yeah um, I, f- I feel like they didn't there's not a whole lot separating it from that 70s show to that 90s show except for a couple references like red says something about beetlejuice like there's a couple references in there but what i do like about this show is that i feel like the kids they don't try to cast like apples to apples there's not some like spoiled little rich girl like jackie there's not you know i mean the the leia and the the there's not the love interest of the of the person next door it's her best friend that lives next door and she has a love interest in kelso's kid and they don't you know what i mean like they don't they don't try to say like you can't say like oh this character is a replacement for eric and this character is a replacement for fez and this character is a replacement for hyde you can see little instances of each of those characters in all of them but it's not i think you definitely can okay so who who is where's the spoiled little rich girl okay well there's no spoiled little rich girl but um the Asian chick is very much controlling and very much like Jackie. Yeah, that will you just speaking to my point there. You can find little pieces of them in each of them, but there's not it's not like an apples to apples comparison. Well, I think it they is. change they change enough of the characters to to make it n- new. You know what I mean? Like, where's Ozzy would be would probably be closest to Fez, right? But they're very much different characters. Yes, but that's it's the same formula. You have a Kelso who looks just like his dad. You have your Hyde is the the friend next door. That's the Hyde in the show. Then you got your Eric and Leia. You got your Fez and Ozzy, and then you've got your Jackie and the. The other girl the asian girl so it's like they're all pretty well represented there yes but a hundred percent of their character so like the football nate the big the one that dates the the smart that's girl, like your right? um that's your kelso no i mean he's, he's stupid like one. kelso right but the kelso <laughs> is definitely kelso's son he's kind of more like the i think he's kind of like the replacement for randy in season eight no, because Randy is the ingenious one. So in season eight, Randy's the one that's always coming up with the b- good ideas. And like, he's the savvy one. That kid's not savvy in the least. I just don't understand like why in this show, all the male characters are idiots except for Red and, and Ozzy. I think Nate is closest to Kelso. But the difference between him and Kelso is he's not this womanizer. The Kelso's kid is the womanizer, yeah. but Kelso's kid is not a dumbass. Right. He acts well, he like a dumbass is, when he's but... around his friend. He he acts like his like he's a dumbass when he's around his friend Nate, but he's actually a really intelligent kid. And he's respectful too. That was the big thing of in what the third or fourth episode. He's actually respectful too. Yeah. And he's actually concerned about like letting people down. And I I see pieces of so the original what six? Mm-hmm. Six. I see pieces 
of those six characters in each one of these kids, but also with some of those pieces being in other kids too. So like Nate, I feel like is stupid like Kelso, but he's like a really sweet, endearing kid. And he's kind of taking, if you notice in the last episode, he's kind of taking the role of Donna. Yeah. He's going to become a love interest now, the guy next door. The closest I think you can compare to is Leia's best friend being Hyde. I think she's the one that fits that the most. Fits fits the prior role the most. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Is it Sasha? I can't remember her name. But Ozzy annoys the fuck out of me. What are you going to do if it turns out that Hyde is actually her dad? I don't know. I Because her mom and dad are split. She doesn't hear from her dad. They don't make a single reference Hyde about Hyde. It's supposedly half black because he's got a black dad and his sister's black. So it would make sense that she could be mixed also. Are they supposed to bring the original characters in at some point? They are. They All of them except for um, Hyde make an appearance. And he's Even Leo's in it. He's in trouble, right? Yeah, he's so, got me too. Yeah, so they don't even mention his name. They don't mention his whereabouts. They don't mention his name in the entirety of the show. There's no explanation to where he is. I mean, Kelso, Kelso and Jackie and Eric all make appearances in the first season, the first episode, the pilot episode. Which Kelso and Jackie, that was almost throwaway. Yeah, Donna. Donna comes in a couple of different episodes and Fez Donna and Fez, I think are like other than red and kitty or, and Leo are like the original cast members that appear in it the most. Yeah. Eric's only in the first episode and, and he said he wished he was on like, it's not Regis and Kelly anymore. What's it called? <laughs> it's uh, and Ryan no. and Kelly. Yeah. It's, no, it yeah, yeah, it's Ryan and Kelly. Ryan Kelly. Yeah. So, uh, but, he was on there. Yeah, it's the same he, writer as Hartman. He wished he could be in more, but he has his other show that he's also doing. Yeah, his home economics. Which is essentially a grown-up Eric mm-hmm. in that show. He's playing the same role that he did in that 70s show, just grown up. You could almost move that into the same universe, and it would make sense. <laughs> but he's in the first episode. Donna's in the first episode. Fez is at the end of the first episode and makes several cameo appearances. Like I think he might be in like three or four episodes. Michael and Jackie are in there for five seconds. They come say hi to, to Red and Kitty. They yell at each other and leave. <laughs> Which... If out of anybody, they should make the most frequent appearances because their kid is actually in the show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they've been married three times. They're about to get remarried again. Yeah. Jesus. Third time to charm. But I, I know, I know Hyde, the actor that played him. I mean, he's apparently a piece of shit. But. Allegedly. I would have liked, I would allegedly, I'm being very careful with what I say here, but I would like some mention as to where he is or, or did he die? Did he, is he in prison? Is he like something? 
or some acknowledgement because he played such a crucial role to the original show and to just go and ignore him ignore his, I mean, even the ranch, he was on the ranch and when they killed him off in the ranch, they actually explain something happened to him. And careened off of the road in his motorcycle. Yeah. But Kitty but, and Red are the best parts of the show. Yeah. It's a fun show. It just like I said, it I just couldn't I just had a hard time with a lot of the kid actors. They were very, very cringy. Um I don't know. But would you I agree was, no more no one more than Ozzy? I didn't really mind Ozzy that much. Oh dude, he's painful. <laughs> it's painful. It almost seems like the kid doesn't want to be there. That's what I feel like. When I watch him, and I know that his character is kind of trying to put on this facade of, I'm way cooler than the rest of you. But the actor himself doesn't even feel like that he wants to be there. I don't mind all that, but... Everybody else I liked. I mean, no one else bothered me except for him. Like, I know it, you, but it if you took want... like two episodes for Leia to grow on me. Like, that first episode, I felt like her acting was just awful. I feel like she is the most like one of the former characters. She is Eric, full embodiment. I mean, everything yeah. about her is Eric. She's the only one that I could say is 100% modeled after an original character. But I just think it's crazy that uh, Topher Grace doesn't even look like he's aged. Right? And everybody else in the show looks so much older and so bad. Yeah. How's the, how's the redhead look? Bad. I think she's had plastic surgery. That's unfortunate. Uh, I still think she's hot as fuck, though. I don't she's, care. Uh, she's looking rough, though. But Topher Grace looks like literally that '70s show ended filming yesterday. <laughs> He's like the the uh, Paul Rudd. Yes. Do you think he regrets leaving that '70s show to begin with? What did he um, leave it for? He left because he got cast as Venom. Yeah, he was. He thought he was going to be like this next big Hollywood actor because he was in. The Sam third Sam Raimi Spider movie man movie. He was in a movie called Take Me Home Tonight, which I actually um, liked but bombed. Yeah, and he was he also in that just, Predators movie. Yeah, and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth until Wasn't he until he got win a date with Tad Hamilton. Yes, he was in that movie too. Um, and then he just kind of disappeared for a while until he got in Home Economics, and I think he had some smaller roles, but. He definitely never amounted to the big Hollywood star he thought he was going to be. Home Economics is actually a hit for, I think it's ABC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually a hit, and it's very well-reviewed. I mean, Anna and I watch it. We like it a lot. But um, it's kind of his, but he it nowhere near the publicity that that 70s show got. I mean, that 70s show was huge. I wasn't a huge that 70s show person. I rewatched them all in December. And that's what I was telling Matt. Matt was saying like that it's such bad acting and all this stuff. And, I, and if you rewatch those first couple seasons of that 70s show, 
the same could be said for those kids. They got better over time. Yeah, absolutely. It got better over time. I mean, Ashton Kutcher used to be a joke. <laughs> and then he came out with Butterfly Effect, and he actually did a pretty decent job in it. And he's had Ashton Kutcher was pretty successful afterwards. Um, Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Wasn't she nominated for an Oscar for Black Swan? She might have been for Black Swan, yeah. I mean, Mila Kunis has had Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, I think, have had bigger careers than anybody on that show. Uh, I think my I think Ashton Kutcher probably had the biggest out of all of them. Mila Kunis, Mila, was, Mila Kunis was in something. It was in quite a few things, but she was never as big as like Ashton Kutcher. Like Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher had movie huge. was yeah he had movies with some of the best the biggest names at the time. Like he's got a movie uh, with Tara Reid. He's got a movie with um, Brittany Murphy. He's got a movie with Cameron Diaz. Like. Yeah, he was uh, the big. I think he's got but a movie. Mila Kunis has had more professional acc- like accolades. Right. When, you look at, when you look at their pedigree, Mila Kunis is considered to be the better actor. I don't know about all that. Well, I mean, she. I mean, she was nominated for an Oscar for Black Black Swan. Uh, I don't know if she was or not. I think no, I think you're thinking of Natalie Portman. Was Natalie Portman in Black Swan? She was the main. She was the was main she... character of Black Swan. I thought Mila Kunis was pretty big. List of awards and nominations. <laughs> she was nominated for a Golden Globe. She was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild. I mean, a Golden Globe is no no joke. I think she won something. She's only won. She's only won a Jupiter Award. <laughs> what the fuck is that? A MTV Movie and TV Award, Oklahoma Film Critics Award, a Saturn Award. So apparently that's different than a Jupiter Award. Is there a Mars Award or a Venus Award? A Scream Award, Spike's Guys Choice Award. You would listen to these two awards. Guys Choice Award, Hottest Mila, one. Guys Choice Award. Holy Grail of Hot won. She won a Spike Video Game Award. Look, like here, this is this is Mila Kunis right here. That seventy shows, Friends with Benefits, Black Swan, Bad Moms, Ted, Family Guy, The Spy Who Dumped Me, Bad Moms, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was big. Yes, it was. Book of Eli, Max Payne. Those those are like her big works, all right. Those are her family, big works. Family Guy's probably book the book of Eli one. was big. Family Guy's huge. I mean, she's been the voice of Meg since the beginning. Ashton Kutcher was in that seventy show, Two and a Half Men, uh, No Strings Attached, Butterfly Effect, The Ranch. He was Steve Jobs. Uh, what happens in Vegas? Just Married, Killers, Dude, Where's My Car, The Guardian, A Lot Like Love. 
guess who? Punked, cheaper by the dozen. Valentine's Day, open season, my boss's daughter, uh, New Year's Eve, Reindeer Games, Annie. Like, he's had the bigger career. He was in yes. Reindeer Games? Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, Ashton Kutcher's been, been bigger. Like, as far as, like, uh, commercial success and things like that, yeah, absolutely, Ashton Kutcher. But what I'm trying to say is Mila Kunis is regarded as the better actress or actor. Based on those Jupiter and Mars awards? Well, based on yeah. a Golden Globe. For that one and role. A, and a SAG award? You haven't really seen Ashton Kutcher trying to take on Steve Jobs. Steve like Jobs. That. Other than Steve, Jobs. Jobs was supposed to be huge. And Butterfly Effect was a serious role for him. Uh, no comedy in that movie whatsoever. I like Butterfly Effect a lot. Oh, I love Butterfly Effect. But what I'm saying is... It's not it's not his comedic chops. I mean, when you look at what happens in Vegas and and uh what's the other one he was in? The funny the, what happened to Vegas just married, dude where's just my married. car? The dude. Guardian. He's fucking phenomenal in The Guardian. That's a great movie. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's uh him and Kevin Costner and Chris Pine and they play uh Coast Guard rescue swimmers in Alaska. It's a phenomenal movie. But it wasn't a comedy. Right. No, it wasn't. It was a, it was a drama. It was more serious. The dude has been nominated for worst actor on four different occasions. Eh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. One of those years he was, or two of those years he was. Okay, hold on. In two thousand four, he was nominated as worst actor for five different movies. Worst actor in two thousand eleven for two different movies. Worst actor in two thousand fourteen for Jobs. I just look at it like this. All right. When it comes to Mila Kunis, there's only maybe three or four things I'd want to watch her in. That 70s show, Ted, Family Guy, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Family Guy, I'm kind of burnt out on Family Guy. I was burnt out way. Yeah, I was after like. Yeah, but uh, Black Ashton Kutcher, like Ashton, like Ashton Kutcher, like that 70s show. Of course, I love The Ranch. Um. I'll, I'll watch. I love Butterfly Effect. I watch what happens in Vegas every time it's on. I watch Just Married every time it's on. Dude, where's my car? Every time it's on, a lot like Love. Oh, I agree. He Guardian. has a lot more favorite movie. Like, but that's like saying, okay, who's the better actor, Tom Cruise or fucking Paul Rudd? Well, I mean, we all know the answer to that one. It's Paul Rudd. Okay, who's the better better actor? Fucking uh Michael Douglas or um who's been in a lot of shit or or Ashton Kutcher. I mean, of course Michael Douglas Ashton Kutcher. He's that, just saying things has. now to try to support his argument. What I'm saying is that they've had a lot of monetary and commercial success. Ashton Kutcher has cuz he was everywhere. I mean I, around saying... two and a half men and punked and everything that dude's face was everywhere. What I'm saying is, Mila Kunis has had a lot more accolades. No, I, I that's not what I'm saying. No, it, Ashton Kutcher has been in a lot more things. If you're going, like, she might have been nominated for more awards, but Ashton Kutcher has been in a lot. His his body of work is yes. We are arguing the on same. We are arguing worth. the same thing, bro. Who I has agree a with higher you. net worth? Whoever has a higher net worth is the one. who It's wins. Ashton Kutcher. Then he wins. Yes, exactly. On well, a he's monetary scale, well too. Yeah, he has. He also invests in a ton of uh, tech startups. 
Yeah. And he developed like his company developed that program that helps with human trafficking. I mean, the dude spoke in Congress. All right, so he wins again. He wins there. He does more than my yes. But when you look at far as far as peer success, right? Ashton Kutcher is a much more tentpole name. I mean, you can look at Chris Evans. It's been in a shit ton of stuff, or fucking. Um, Marshala Ali, who hasn't been in as many things, Marshala Mar- Ali has had way more peer success. Chris Evans has had a lot more monetary success. You want to know how I know Ashton Kutcher is better than Mila Kunis? In, I mean, they're husband and wife, so you can't really complain them. But Ashton Kutcher is better than Mila Kunis because Ashton Kutcher has a soundbite on this show. Um, no, no, and then so. There you go. But he was kind of for a long time like he winner, was winner, chicken like dinner. he right. was a I mean he started out as an underwear model. Don't we all? <laughs> he's a likable guy, but a good actor he is not. But oh, she's likable, she's gorgeous, so I mean she's a she's a no, a, a name as well, ten pole name. Not like Ashton Kutcher. I don't Ashton know. Kutcher, I guarantee. In fact, here's a good indication of that. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis had the same movie come out at the same time, and Ashton Kutcher's movie beat Mila Kunis's movie. So they have Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached, which is essentially the same movie. They came out at the same time. Ashton Kutcher is with... I forget who the actress is in there, but the other one with Mila Kunis is her and Justin Timberlake. They're the same movie. They came out at the same time, and Ashton Kutcher's movie did better than Mila Kunis's movie. Which one was Ashton Kutcher's movie? No, or Friends with Benefits... It might be flip flopped, but they're the same movie. Friends with benefits and no strings attached. No strings attached is the Ashton Kutcher one. Friends with benefits is the Mila Kunis one. And I watched Friends with Benefits. I don't know. I didn't know the other movie came out at the same time. So Ashton Kutcher's movie did better, but I didn't even hear about it at the time. I was more interested in seeing the Mila Kunis or the Justin Timberlake version. And it flopped. I only got my seven bucks. All right. Well, anyways, move on. I just think we're saying the same thing. Judge it for yourself. Watch that seven. Watch that '90s show. It's definitely worth checking out if you like that '70s show. I'm excited for a new season. The hardest part of me watching that '70s shows was Red because I remember him from RoboCop and he was such a dick and a horrible person in that show. Oh, and then he's like a cool guy in '70s. Like I, he doesn't. No, he's not. Doesn't match. Oh, he's a, he's just an old grump. Is an old curmudgeon. Is he's a he grump. Is. He's an asshole. Yeah, but he's Com- but he's not like blowing people's arms off and. The, the, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was fucked up in RoboCop. At least that's how I remembered as a kid. So the best part of this whole show is when he calls somebody a dumbass, or you can yeah. stick up their foot up their ass. Like the, the best red scenes are when he's angry, threatening bodily harm on somebody. <laughs> he's typecasted. You. This is the the DC slate. All right, well, I'll let you, uh, DC 23 release slate. I'll let you go ahead and go from Four here. Four movies. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is coming out in March. The Flash in June. Blue Beetle in August. And Aquaman in Lost, Lost Kingdom in December 25th. So out of these four, JP, this was for you. The, he asked for this. <laughs> Thank you. I got my popcorn for this JP's one, JP's opinion. Uh-oh. Yeah, out of these four, JP, what are you most excited for? I'm just saying the future of DC is looking kind of bleak. 
I'm reading GP's mind right now. Oh, my head's starting to hurt. Uh, uh, the Flash. Because Michael Keaton. You, I was just going to say, <laughs> spot on, Matt, spot on. I, I was going to say before the, the, I guess, the change with Henry Cavill, The Flash would have been the movie I wanted to see because of Michael Keaton and how they put all that multiverse together. Now, it really, I don't even know if it matters. And I think I'm more interested in the Blue Beetle movie just because that may move forward in the James Gunn universe more so than everything else. I don't think Aquaman will mean a shit when it comes out. I don't think The Flash will mean anything. Shazam will be fun to watch, take the kids to it. But I think the Blue Beetle movie will probably have the most staying power and the most relevance in the in the future. Now, Zachary Levi has dropped a couple hints on Twitter. We don't know if he's being recast or if Shazam is part of their future or not. I think the best thing that happened to Shazam originally they wanted to do a no they wanted to do the next shazam movie was supposed to be shazam and black adam and rock wanted to do it so i mean i think the best possible thing that could have happened to shazam is that it's not attached to that movie and it can be carried on i agree i was just going to say that that you're right it it, that has no direct connection because the only time you see superman is just from his neck down so you can make him anybody right and the only people in that in shazam are the Marvel family, so there's plenty of room to add him in later on. I don't know if they will, and I, I think I think I'd be happy with that. But I think the Blue Beetle is more up James Gunn's alley. Shazam may come back into effect, so you're, you're probably right. But Blue Beetle will probably have a yeah. I don't a, think they have to scrap Shazam at all. No, the other two but, movies are going to be scrapped. Well, all indication. So so uh, Jason Momoa did a Twitter video yesterday. And a lot of people are speculating because he just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran. A lot of people are speculating that because um, he, he remarks on getting to work on a project that he's wanted to work on for a long time with them. And a lot of people are thinking that that's an indication that he's being recast as Lobo. Oh, yeah. I'd almost guarantee that. So JP's I think he's going to cream his shorts if that happens. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think it's, uh, I think I think Jason Momoa's time as Aquaman is coming to a close. Yes. But the Flash, I think, is the most interesting. Because WB is putting a ton of resources into this movie. They've constantly said how hyped they are about this movie. You don't hear that about Shazam or Aquaman. Or even Blue Beetle, for that matter. But they are putting a ton of their effort into the Flash. And doing damage control with Ezra Miller. If they were going to scrap the flash after this movie like if they were just going to reboot it after after the flash movie do you think they would be doing that much effort into trying to repair ezra miller's image well you you said last week that you think this will be a standalone universe like the batman universe that was matt was saying that oh matt sorry or i said that that two two weeks weeks ago ago. okay well then i maybe that's that's why they're pushing it i i don't like the non-continual non continuous storyline i like them all in one universe like universe. i like that and i think that's maybe that's what sets them apart and, and dc can do it differently and have separate universes for all these characters and you know james gunn will do his thing and, and maybe it'll, maybe that's why they're pushing it so i'm still gonna see it because i think it has some potential i think they're being very careful because i know james gunn and matt reeves have both said that they met together 
because James Gunn wanted to get a clear vision of what Matt Reeves, um, because they're building a whole Batman universe with the Penguin show coming out. It's all in Matt Reeves' universe. But the Joker's not included in that one. From The Joker's not even included in that one. So I wouldn't be surprised if James Gunn hasn't had a conversation with Todd Phillips. But they, they, Matt Reeves said specifically what they talked about was to make sure that they don't overlap each each other. That makes sense. So whatever you're going to do, we're going to do something different, and and that's fine. But uh, the Joker thing, maybe they're not worried about. If it is going to be a musical, maybe they're not worried about it overlapping in any way. Maybe it can't. I just thought the Flash movie could be such a reset for the whole DCU, but if they don't want to go that route and have it all interconnected and keep the the Joker movie going and make as many of those as they can, let Batman do his thing and the Flash and let James Gunn bring awkward third, you know, third tier characters into it like Blue Beetle and Lobo and Peacemaker, then, you know, have at it. I have a lot of faith in Blue Beetle. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty good too. JP, you have JP's opinion. You didn't give me your opinion this week. This is supposed my to be opinion, like what grinds my gears. Well, type thing. My opinion is that uh, Jason Momoa is going to be Lobo, and my Omega Man number three is going to skyrocket to New Mutant ninety eight status. <laughs> that's what that's what my opinion is. JP will cream his shorts if that happens. Oh my gosh, you can't even can't even fathom. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So Yinzer. So Yinzer. Oh my, oh my gosh. What's funny is I have someone in my family that says that and I mock them. So now I say it. It's becoming a twitch that I say myself. And I never said it. I'm not. Oh that my much. gosh. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Jesus. Get it right up the grandma. Room. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You got to wash your pants. My favorite thing is when, like, Matt, Max does this a lot. He won't say the F word, but he'll say like fudge or freaking or fiddlesticks or I don't know if he's ever said fiddlesticks. How about Judas Priest instead of saying Jesus Christ? Oh, my gosh. 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 (laughs) But I'm like, dude, the sentiment's there. When you say friggin', we all know you mean fucking. (laughs) Yeah, but it's better to say that around your kids than fucking. Oh, no. They've done studies that, that people who curse are actually more intelligent. I tell my wife that all the time, and she don't believe me. Yeah, dude, they've done scientific fucking studies. (laughs) Fucking studies. So so fucky, fucking, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck it all and fucking (laughs) over regrets. Now you're just celebrating it, Lance. (laughs) Fuck it all and fucking over regrets. Now you're just celebrating it. No, my parents get on me all the time. Because, like, I don't even catch myself anymore. And they'll... Dude, my four-year-old today... Uh, I was holding something of, I don't remember what it was. Oh, I think it was, they have these like little slime. They're like Play-Doh putty things, slime. And I was holding it. And my four-year-old goes, that's my fucking slime. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so maybe I do curse too much around my kids. <laughs> my oldest. My kid, she stomped her foot when she said fucking too. That's my fucking slime. My wife and I died, dude. Like, how old is she? Four. Four. <laughs> yeah, I think that was my son who's 17 now when he was four. Um, he was, we had a family party and my cousin and brother had him off on the side somewhere talking to him. And I guess they go, hey, John, hey, come over here. Say it again. What is he, what is he, your dad saying? He goes, fucking damn it. Fucking damn it. <laughs> and at three or four years old, he's saying, fucking damn it. My nine year old, 
he he'll like stub his toe or drop something and say damn it or oh, bullshit like he'll do that this is bullshit my one-year-old says shit she screamed it at a restaurant it's <laughs> awesome shit. shit i really don't care man i i used to be just like everybody else and get i use of... the f word like it's an art form so i'm not surprised if my mom sent me a meme the other day of this little kid and he's just like oh fucking damn it <laughs> fucking damn it i was like that's gonna be my kid and she's like yep <laughs> have you seen uh the i'm sure they're on instagram but i've seen them on tiktok where the, like it's a parent they'll go to the kid and be like okay you're allowed to say one bad word and not get in trouble for it and there was one where it was this mom and she was asking her three boys and the first boy's like no i don't want to i don't want like all scared and nervous second boy no i don't want to the third boy he's like fuck and then does that weird Fortnite dance <laughs> It was so funny, dude. <laughs> did you guys not get the soap when you swore back as a kid? Like in, no, like in Christmas? Oh, yeah. That, that my, happened to me. My dad's Catholic, Italian, and, and Latino. Well, they, they, they deny it now, but the F word was like the word and in my house. Uh, my, you know? my, my dad worked at a restaurant, and he, I wasn't allowed to go down there to see him because they, he would swear back in the, in the kitchen. The kitchen with the cooks yeah they'd swear at the waitresses they had they had one waitress they called they called liza fugalich and i said <laughs> i said what does that mean because i started working there when i was older and they're like liza liza your food's up liza fugalich and i was like what do you mean he goes fucking ugly bitch fugalich that's awful liza fugalich yeah i just i think there's so many more things to worry about than cursing no, but it was it's all around you. I mean, they didn't say it in the fifties and sixties and you know, our parents' generations changed it all and now it's more of a it rolls right off your tongue. It's a sentence enhancer, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's what I so my mom my mom says, Yeah, we didn't say it when we were kids or in the fifties and I said, Yeah, they also didn't have color television. So which <laughs> time do you want to live in? Or the internet. <laughs> a TV a TV took six guys to move it into your house. <laughs> I now had, I can throw a 65 inch on my back and get it in myself. <laughs> fuck. I'll send you guys a text of this bodybuilder trying to lift the old tube TV, like the 35, 36 inch TV. You guys remember the tube? Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I had the first flat screen, but it was tube TV. And me and my brother, three of us try to lift that motherfucking thing up the stairs to my, the place I lived. Oh my God. I got crushed against the wall because my brother let go and I went rolling down the steps. <laughs> what a mess. Now, like you said, strap it on your back, take the fucking thing wherever oh, it needs yeah. to go. Yeah. There is another TikTok video is these two guys that are moving a big 85 inch TV up to the second floor of their apartment. And and the guy, like they get it up there, and the guy's like, Hey, I gotta go get something, and then leaves the other guy there with it on the railing. And then this guy's kid comes up and hits the guy that's holding the TV right in the nuts. <laughs> and the TV just falls down and fucking shatters. <laughs> what's up larry you're catching us at at closing buddy closing time i was just thinking that <laughs> one last call for alcohol <laughs> all right well that'll do it for this week's episode of the absolute gate podcast thank you everyone from the chat thanks for larry for jumping in now thank you cardi west thank you the beautiful aaron thank you sticks boy thank you max thank you your mom thank you ish thank you fantastic world's comics who's also ish 
Thank you, everyone, for stopping by and saying what's up in the chat. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure to check out an all-new episode of the Absolute Game of Nerds on Monday. Make sure you guys check, go back and check out last week's episode where they had a really good interview about Superman number one and trying to uh, accomplish your mission of getting your grails in 2023. Um, that was a good interview. Uh, but go check that out. Make Saturday sure to check night special. All- yeah, make sure to check us out on Saturday night special tomorrow night. Um, right, simulcasting here and over on Renovision. Uh, make sure to check out, get your fix on all the new books hitting the stores this week with Ish's Reads. Um, and we got some uh, some new, 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 new stuff coming out. Absolute Geek might have a radio station to yeah. check out. Might be on the radio moving forward. Um so we'll let you know if that and what if when that happens. But um, as always, you can catch us right here every Friday night, same absolute geek time, same absolute geek channel. Until Da-da-da-da-da. then, we will see you guys next time. <laughs>